Okay. Welcome uh, to new episode of the India Independent Film Podcast. This is Rahul Desai, a um, film critic with Film Companion. I have with me after a while my uh, good friend and the uh, wire film critic Tanul Thakur. Uh, we are back after a while. There have been uh, there, uh, a lot has happened in the last month <laughs> for both of us, and it's a kind of therapeutic to be back. And we've been wanting to talk about at least one of these two films for a while. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, we are going to be discussing two films today. Uh, let's start with the first one. Uh, it's The Tender Bar, by uh, directed by George Clooney. Uh, it's, based on, uh, uh, um, it's based on a memoir by J.R. Moringa, who's also a Pulitzer Prize winning uh, journalist. Uh, it released on Amazon Prime, I think, earlier in January. Uh, and uh, it stars Ben Affleck. Uh, and it, it it's basically a... It's uh, it's the adaptation of his memoir of his childhood in 1970s Long Island uh, and um, about the time he sort of with his single mother moved into his grandparents house and his uncle who is played by Ben Affleck, Uncle Charlie, sort of unofficially adopted him and inspired him to become a writer. That's more or less what uh, the, um, the film is about. It It is, I actually like the film very much. I'm glad Tanul watched it a little later and also wrote about it. Um, um, Tanul, uh, first of all, it, you wrote about it quite a while later. Of course, that's normal for you. But uh, <laughs> but what? How did how did it catch your eye? Did you see other reviews, or did you just uh, come across it and realize that uh, it's it sort of because it's a writer film, and that was I'm a sucker for writer films, as are you, I'm sure. And it is also a memoir, so it's a personal sort of account of it. So I was just curious why you decided to review it like a couple of weeks later. Yeah, I mean, so what exactly happened uh, was that, I mean, it's, it's it's great to be back. I think perhaps this is the first podcast uh, of this year, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Whatever, I mean, it's been a really long time. Uh, uh, great to be back. So, yeah, I mean, uh, so I think what happened was uh, January, I had like a certain uh, a slate of like whatever movies in mind and all of that. And as it happens that uh, I... I I, and even my editor, we tend to, I mean, obviously it's that we can only cover a certain number of films, but so in that sense, uh, the priority sort of goes to, I mean, mostly Indian films and stuff like that. But I think it so happened in January that it was a, it was a slow month. And I don't know, I mean, I, I, I figured that uh, there were a few things uh, that I wanted to review. And uh, so I thought my quota was, uh, was, was okay. But it just so happened that like uh, they were really not up to the mark and stuff like that. So I thought, okay. So so then I, my, my editor asked me to uh, to review the tender, uh, the tender bar, and it was actually at the back of my mind. And uh, you know, so what's very interesting is that uh, given that uh, you only write ten reviews every day, so I <laughs> I am like, okay, okay. So your Twitter is like a is, is a character in my in my life, which which gives me so much of stress. <laughs> I I can't even tell you, but that's a separate thing even though this but obviously yours is more but something happened like you know the first week of january i saw your uh uh this thing you shared the review of the tender bar and i don't know what i had not heard of the film uh, uh before that as far as i remember and uh mm-hmm. so i don't know what it was exactly was it the name of the film was it what you had written about it as in like you know while we share our reviews or stuff like that was it Ben Affleck? I mean, a, a highly controversial guy in, in his personal life, but uh, I do have a lot of respect for him as a director and, and, and even as a performer, you know. So, 
so he's always there at the back of my mind maybe it was ben affleck i'm not so sure if i knew whether it was a writer's film or maybe you wrote like while sharing or whatever because i'm not ready to review i thought something stuck in me so you know when my uh, film editor asked me it was it was, i i really jumped at the opportunity and i was like you know it'll be it'll just it'll just be good to sort of uh, just uh, see that and, uh, and and once i started watching it it was uh, it really i mean uh, it just uh, and and yeah as you said i'm i'm a sucker for for uh, this thing writer films as well like a huge sucker obviously uh, mm-hmm. it was either that it was either i mean i don't know this 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 certain sense of a certain slice mm-hmm. of life of somebody's childhood a certain kind of childhood all those things and 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 i i i just thought it was a it was a film that just made its job very easy for me to uh, like it or i mean and we can talk about it obviously later at some length but uh, just the whole simplicity of the narrative and all of that i mean i i i was just in there and 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 then i was very happy that uh, that 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 i i i reviewed it i should have obviously reviewed it much much earlier but yeah it was it was a very nice experience yeah very um, very therapeutic even for me like obviously even i had no idea going in you know how big mm. a film this was what it was about really i didn't know the author very well because as you know i don't really read a lot so i <laughs> i actually ended up reading up a bit on the author on the memoir he wrote on the journalism career that he had uh, yeah. and i was i was fairly like curious about why someone like george clooney would direct this film because i've seen a bunch of his films you know he's yeah. pretty much above average as a filmmaker though i can't think yeah. a ben affleck writer director but you know it was Obviously, very curious yeah. yeah it was very yeah. i found fascinating that george clooney at this stage in his career uh, sort of chose to direct a memoir someone else's memoir about a writer basically and about a guy and you know honestly while watching the film i thought a little about all of us in a way because i also yeah. wanted to ask you how you identify with the protagonist because uh, so many of us started out with in other careers as this film even uh, even the protagonist of this film junior uh he, he sort of starts out as uh, wanting to be a lawyer wanting to get his mother out of a certain life his mother has dreams for him typical like you know sort of uh, uh middle class uh, he's going to go to yale and and then he chances upon writing upon uh, through his uncle through and, and wants to and leaves everything to work at the new york times or uh, to get a, to do an internship there so it's it's really straight down our alley in that sense right it's the it's not just the american dream it's the writer dream for all of us we all leave other careers to sort of uh, pursue our passions and this guy did it in you know the 70s uh, uh, back when you know he had everything at his uh, foot because he 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 did get into yale he did become a lawyer he did fall in love all of those things were happening and it it just uh, something obviously clicked in the film of course it comes from a personal space and of course people like us tend to identify it uh, uh, with it very differently compared to say someone uh, uh, you know a regular average film viewer so I, i i did really very much like the film too it was very warm it reminded me of boyhood a lot in that sense mm, like it it did uh, have that very small town america uh, coming from some and very you know almost a conflictless film in that way yeah you know mm-hmm. unless you consider right towards the end of the film where he does uh, confront his biological father after you know the father abandons him and i found it very fascinating that he only came to know his father through a voice on the radio because he was a uh, he was a radio announcer so i i just uh, it was uh, it it had all the right ingredients in that sense and i found it really 
uh, fascinating that every time i thought this film would go in a certain direction that you know oh he may get into alcohol now oh the love story is going to wreck yeah. the girl who is dumping him is he's going to basically go into a spiral he will uh, lose his job or you know after the new york times rejection uh, you know in, in the film also after you know he does a very successful internship he still does not you know get the job and i thought it's all going to lead into something very explosive in that sense yeah. because we aren't really used to seeing uh, uh, memoirs or or stories for that matter that uh, you know continue on its path without a sense of like darkness or conflict and i thought this was one of those very rare uh, almost non nihilistic optimistic writer films i i don't know i guess it's the 1970s uh, it must be the tone was very different from what i'd expected it to be and of course you know performances and all are great ben affleck i thought very honest uh, uh, i find it very fascinating that he is now doing more and more personal roles his personal and professional life are intersecting at a very interesting uh, uh, giving rise to some very interesting roles because he just did that film where he was uh, an alcoholic basketball coach uh, uh, called way home i think and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he this film very zoning a bar of course tender bar refers to the protagonist profession uh, law and the bar that he hangs out with his uncle's bar so I, I, and you know th- there were so many things about his character that you know we, the, the film could have gone into he had a drinking problem he why did he why was he a failed writer for example he had such a great passion for reading he got the protagonist uh, into you know book reading into a passion for writing and uh, so much stuff that the film could have gone in certain directions with but i'm very glad it turned out the way it did yeah it's very interesting so two things i mean you kind of asked or i mean even if you wouldn't have i would have perhaps elaborated the first thing is very interesting is that you know uh, so i looked up the guy obviously as as uh, is often the case right like once you're done with a film especially a film that you like you kind of like check its code and code scene out who's you know i mean you obviously know the director and the actor and stuff like that but like just some behind the scenes stuff or 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 or, or whatever that catches your fancy especially if it's if it's a piece that's inspired by say or based on say uh, a real event event or a book or, or stuff like that right so i mean So, so 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 I was very intrigued to find out more about this guy, and I'm kind of quite ashamed to say that uh, I didn't know about him, uh, especially because and this is something I wrote in my review, but like I I I I cut it out later because that sentence was becoming way too like whatever flabby. So so, <coughs> so I didn't know. So this this uh, autobiography that like uh, or biography whatever I think autobiography uh, that I've read in parts and I've enjoyed, but uh, immensely enjoyed. but i actually didn't know its source material because it was just one of those readings that you do from page 5 to page 40 and you really like it and then you want to come back to it but it just so happened that you don't anyway so that book is andrea garcia's open which is just perhaps mm. one of the be- just like a phenomenal piece of confession at at so many levels so much so that it almost jeopardizes his legacy wherein like you know that he confessed to doing that you know care any about what this guy and, and 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 that book and especially like the childhood portions and all of that uh, it, they resonate with me at such a big level and that's not a autobiographical but it's it's, it's just uh, perhaps i think something to do with just a child sorrow and i'm not getting a place to went so much so that i i think i quoted or whatever uh, spoke about open affair bit uh, while reviewing yeah. Will, those were the days when you could really digress the <laughs> shit out of things. So, Ker, and you know what's really interesting? I don't know if you, if you found this out yourself, but uh, uh, Andrea Garcia actually read the Tender Bar, okay? And uh, right. 
he then contacted jair moringer that i want you to uh, I, i want to collaborate with you on my autobiography and so that's how that happened so 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 so, so that was that and i i found that very very uh, very interesting i thought that i'll i'll look up uh, uh, the tender bar as well i mean the book I'll, i'll i'll just read some of it just get the sense i mean i haven't done it yet i'll perhaps mm. do it sometime in future so that was one second was obviously i mean there were things that were just so intensely uh, intensely sorry uh, personal that uh, that it was uh, there was quite something i mean um, it's, it's weird it's hashtag tmi but I'll, i'll just say some of it so uh, when i was in uh, second grade uh, we had uh, uh, so my dad is a doctor and all of that so we had like uh, this uh, uh, this one person this bhaiya uh, called santosh bhaiya he started to work as a compounder in my dad's clinic and uh, he used to uh, and back then he was i think 10 years older to me or something like that so uh, so he started to live with us and all of that in no time he sort of became like a real part of our family and all of that and uh, and so i mean when my own personal life started to like get really fucked up and all of that which i mean, didn't take long uh, from the 7th grade onwards i i found a lot of solace in him and all of that and uh, and obviously there's no parallels to sort of uncle charlie in that sense because he he obviously was not somebody who was into literature and all of that because his main thing was medical science and all of that he was he was uh, uh, growing up in his own field and and all of that but but i just remember that like you know it's uh, it's uh, that when confronted with my own own deep personal issues which uh, I, was difficult for me to uh, discuss with my parents or quote unquote confront them but uh, but i have just uh, i have i used to just i mean satosh bhaiya was my was my big big source of solace uh, in my life until date i mean obviously now he's married he has two kids and all of that whatever i am more close to him and whenever i go back to my hometown which is not a lot but whenever i go back to him uh, to my hometown i, I still uh, meet him meet his family and all of that and not just that we still talk on the phone like at least once every month if not uh, uh, more than that and uh, it's uh, it's just uh, it's 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 just something uh, that uh, and, and i don't know if i said this but yeah obviously i'm very close i'm more close to him than i am with 95% of my total family members extended family members and all of that included so so that kind of a bond is uh, that the film got obviously because there right uh, moringer has lived that life and all of that and there's just such a beautiful message that's underlying there where people say that oh you can't choose your family and all of that but these are the kinds of stories these are the kind of bonds uh, uh that kind of push back obviously here uncle charlie is his family but one can say that if people are talking about like you can't choose your nuclear family uh, these kind mm. of stories sort of sort of push back against that right because maybe you can i mean uh, i would like to think that in santosh bhaiya i i found so many people like uh, an elder brother uh, my my father my mother my fr- uh, a friend a bunch of things and it's not just like one of those you know what like a lot of films try to say that oh it's it's a very, it's a proxy of one kind of a relationship or it's some sort of a, a, a surrogate relationship it's, it's not it's just so beautiful on its own and it's just so heartwarming so when i watch when I, while i was watching it there were just so many things that were uh, coming back to me and all of that and uh, it really was very moving uh, for me and and i thought that like uh, what was so beautiful about the film was that it like the tone is just just fucking great yeah. like it's just yeah. 
I think that's the thing about Clooney. I think it's I really admire his directorial like this this lack of like sure he may not get it right every time and all of that or at least in certain kinds of films as an actor as well you almost feel that uh, he's almost directing at least a portion that he is in through his acting and, and this one big example as a film that's like it's one of my favorite films of the last decade and that's up in the air you know it's I, uh, there's just something so so chill about Clooney and I don't know like that kind of filmmaking you know I'm not into that with standard Hollywood or Spielbergy like very clean cut and all of that or sometimes it just gets a bit too much I'm, I'm very much in favor of a very uh, 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 rugged sort of almost a film that wears its wounds on its heart very proudly something like a, a weird kind of a European cinema whatever those kinds of films have always like you know, they have been my quote unquote buddies obviously it's not as if I don't like the very classic Hollywood and all of that but sometimes I'm like yeah it's, it's a bit too neat for me but Clooney I, I, I've never I've never minded that and perhaps as I grow older and all of that I tend to like uh, 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 admire that uh, style more and more but more than that I really like how uh, our writers directors whoever right like uh, prose writers or screenwriters anybody uh, people who deal with grief in a certain kind of way and it need not just be comical or it, it need not just be dealt with a light touch but it's 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 just something that is always above the material above i mean grief itself and stuff like that and then there's just so many things happening as as how it happens in life as well and you can't be locked in in just a one state of mind and things like that right i mean the pluses the minuses and all of that and this will just that does all of that just just so nicely and, and as you very correctly put you know it's uh it's not easy to predict the narrative you know there is no sort of explosive catharsis there's no sort of like yeah. you know one film that i had uh, very weirdly i mean uh so which film you said that uh, boyhood right yeah of course i had a more of yeah. a simplistic uh, simplistic <laughs> remembrance and that film just was goodwill hunting you know it's uh, it's yeah, in the end uh you know where uh, where this guy also goes uh, uh uh to sort of find his dream and him in like you know, the literal car shot of a car and like you know this this guy driving away and stuff like that and a bunch of other things as well right like uh, uh so so i i i those things were just just very well done and, and and i thought that like you know this it's just very easy there were just so many segues perhaps possible details or like you know whatever to have yeah. just gone into some i actually thought that the film will try to you know show on the, these very obvious similarities between a broken childhood and a and a confused sort of adulthood and stuff like that mm. or it will really try to underline what happens with sydney that woman uh, that he loves in uh, yale and all of that but just doesn't happen and this addiction to rejection kind of becomes like a, a somewhat even his life but it's just it's just so light clear headed and uh, just and all of that uh, 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 comes with just like a very moving story just beautifully performed and a bunch of things i so yeah sorry too much of yeah no so it it <laughs> was it, it's interesting that you mentioned goodwill hunting because even I, i i ended up writing that in my review because my theory was basically that ben affleck's character in goodwill hunting grows old to become ben affleck's character in bar <laughs> and both of them uh, sort of really revolve around giving cars to a more promising person who has a future right he yeah, basically could yeah. will and he gives it to mad demon's character because he knows it will get him out of his of this bubble this small town bubble that he's in and he needs that push and it's the same with uh, with uh, junior here the protagonist here he uh, gives him a car and that is the beginning of his future 
So I, I just thought Ben Affleck is so good at these roles in a way because it comes from such a sincere place of uh, of trying to understand himself better also as a person. As we know, you know, very controversial personal life, especially over the last 10 or 15 years, has had his problems romantically, yeah. even problems. And I love performers who pour themselves into the work they do then, you know, like he's yeah. not tied away from his off-screen persona through his on-screen personas and, and and I find that very moving because it takes more courage than people might think it does you know like uh, for him to hit rock bottom every few years as an artist uh, no matter how talented he is as a filmmaker for him to hit rock bottom and then just keep doing these roles that come out of nowhere basically and and him basically playing versions of himself trying to improve trying to basically almost repair his own sort of destiny his own future in a way trying to revise his own uh, his past at the same time i i i think that's you know very nicely done and uh, he and he did the same thing in the way home and uh, the way back and he he does this year too and it was it was an effortless role in that sense you know that it's going to come uh, uh, from a space that none of us are very privy to and it's just that uh, i felt like that was fantastic casting even uh, even the other actors entirely like most of them sort of it, they got such a, uh, as you said, you know, the, it it was such a breezy sort of coming of age drama, but at the same time, it wasn't uh, very patronizing of a lot of templates that a lot of these dramas tend to sort of straddle at the same time. So I, I just, yeah. uh, I, I got a very good feeling while watching the film and the afterglow of the film too, like, because... I, as you know, there, there were so many possible detours and except that one dramatic scene towards the end when he confronts his father, uh, I, I just, it, it was the kind of film that you hope to see because uh, I don't know if it is certain stage of our careers that we are at or what we've left to do, become a writer or how writing sort of tends to hijack our rationalism and our mind and, you know, basically becomes a passion and somewhere becomes a profession. So just his entire sort of way of going about it like that there's one scene in the film where he has a conversation with his mother after he graduates from Yale and you know he says that uh, yeah I'm sure I'm going to give this all up and uh, I want to become a writer and author basically of course he didn't know better than he didn't know he could use journalism as a sort of springing board towards that and he's just telling yeah. his mother I'm going to write books now for the next uh, five years and you know his mother does his mother is surprised she's shocked and I thought there's going to be a showdown, but she does not react the way I expect her yeah. to. She is like, okay. And she knows deep inside that let him figure it out himself. Let him make his own mistakes. Let him maybe, you know, get uh, face disappointment at the New York Times or any other paper he applies to. Let him know where he stands in this particular industry. And there were so many things that were left unsaid like that. But there was just such a general nobility, a general kindness about the characters. Like it takes a village to raise a child sort of tone about the film that uh, yeah. I just thought it like even the campus portions where he has these friends uh, he, he has uh, and he starts dating this girl and you always always sense that one of his best friends has feelings for that girl or he's a little like he finds it a little weird that this guy is a bit of a player and he gets carried yeah. away by the sort of relationships he's having and he loses focus you think that's going to become a campus drama at some point but it doesn't really it becomes just a milestone in the journey in a larger journey and and that the maturity of George Clooney as a director to sort of recognize that and to just let the film keep going on and not get distracted by a lot of very juicy possibly 
dramatic uh, detours. I, I thought that was very mature filmmaking, and it's no decides to direct a film writer at this stage in his career. I'm guessing you know he's done his fair bit of acting and directing by now, and just like Scorsese and Tarantino, directors in Hollywood still films like going back in a way, not even no, but sort of just trying to reclaim in a way and why making to to begin with i feel like clue thing like that this film he is to all himself he is the person a lot of that goodness and initiative and enterprise come in this film absolutely and you know there are <clears throat> there are two things uh, that your answer as usual uh, sparked uh, something in my head so uh, you can hear me right yeah so uh, yeah, the first ha huh. so the first thing is uh, that you know uh, there is uh, fuck i think i forgot but uh, i'll try to remember uh, so the first thing that i uh, that come came to my mind is that you know you talk about like uh, this, this confrontational scene perhaps the only or, or one of the few quote unquote filmy scenes right like or or, or yeah. ones that kind of play to the gallery of our expectations if not play to the gallery itself uh, but i think there is also uh, you know there is this one very critical scene in fact in literally perhaps if literally na scene preceding that or or maybe just just like a minute or so ago so so they are talking about like so i think uncle charlie and and, and this guy uh, uh, jr junior they are talking about like you know memoir being the hot thing and all of the so first of all there's definitely like uh, this, uh, this this wink or like you know this some sort of a meta thing but even that is like kept very very smooth and they don't try to like paint the town red with it uh, but there's something very interesting that you know even that scene has some sort of a a a, a meta uh, quasi funny justification i think if i remember it right uh, they are talking about i think memoir and all of that whatever and this guy i, I think that uncle charlie says that you know uh, yeah, memoir of a bro- broken childhood whatever this father was at the center of it but uh, the guy has to talk with the father uh, at the end of the book you know you need to have a confrontational scene or something like that obviously and uh, and you know so, so it's almost saying that you know it's uh, that that scene if uh, perhaps the memoir would not have existed junior perhaps would not have even you know like that, that that's it's, it's almost uh, an attempt uh, not just by a son uh, but also by a writer and uh, and and not just by a son to get close to his father but perhaps as a writer to get close to his memoir and and we all know that given we are writers ourselves that we are just like suckers for material especially for material that like you know that have some sort of a, a, a narrative finality to it so so i thought that was that was very well done it, it was just so cool and just it was just so understated uh, in the best way possible i thought that was uh, that was really well done the second thing that i wanted to say but fuck i have forgotten that i'm so sorry uh this <laughs> another good point here uh fuck i'm so sorry i forgotten that but uh, uh shit anyway <laughs> this is so awkward um but but yeah i mean you know it's uh, it's just one of those things that uh, that was just very well done and as you say right like they they just could have been many many options or alternatives to sort of like just uh, do this or that i mean uh, just i it would have just made for a really nice campus portion or a campus i mean i don't know movie if at all uh, like a major subplot but they kind of they uh, yeah yes yes fuck it came to me yes 
so what you said yeah. very very uh, what he what he put very beautifully is that you know they, they don't get sidetracked and all of that whatever and yeah. i am such a firm believer that you know i mean sure obviously there are many many sound screenwriting practices and all of that and not that i'm a screenwriting guru or anything but uh, yeah. like whatever my experience is with respect to watching films or writing something whatever i feel that there is this one principle that is just so important and so very very few uh, things get it right and human is a big example of that misfire but we see that kind of a misfire very often and that principle i feel is just seven words which is keep your eyes on the big prize what is your story what you are telling what where is it that you want to end uh, up and what can be some of the distractions even though they could be good distraction like then uh, i can completely imagine like you know with uh, with cluny at the helm here and some very capable actors including affleck as we discussed this one could have been easily longer by 30 40 minutes and and it could have included all kinds of things right like it could have perhaps included like that the some tom foolery or whatever in college it perhaps could have included some more pathos written scenes uh, with either the mother or perhaps with uncle charlie or uh, things like that right but they just don't get distracted it's just sure i mean i i did want a few uh, like uh, like the the film to elaborate on a few things perhaps not more than 10 or 12 uh, minutes of the runtime that's the only problem actually that i had but uh, but uh, but even otherwise i mean uh, you know just the material provides so much of of scope as you said right like for segways and all of that but they just don't take they just resist that temptation i mean now i would be very interested if that's a result of the memoir if that's how it is just written if that is the case then this also obviously very very phenomenal writing although i have a sense that it could be a bit of both that uh, that maybe yeah. uh, the memoir would have had that uh, remarkable restraint but also i mean the way it's been adapted just so economical i mean the way they move from one things to the other without even a squeak it's just it's it's masterful writing in parts i mean and obviously people may object my using the word masterful to like to something uh, which is quote unquote breezy or simple uh, as as the tender word i think that's the genius that you know you do yeah. not uh, you do not get the sense that something has been made so yeah i mean those were my uh, things yeah i mean it, it, it's entirely invisible right so much of the yeah. film's quality so much of the films a uh, very seamless sort of uh, segueing from one phase of life to another which is so difficult to do right as writers uh, we have a tough time going from one paragraph to another most of the time especially yeah. when you have to make different points in the same review so can you yeah. imagine I, i don't know even i haven't read the memoir but i'm guessing that it's a bit of both as you said imagine mm-hmm. going from one phase of life to another and you're starting from adolescence here you're starting exactly. from yeah. very complicated phase of life for any child for any adult uh, for any uh, you know uh, um, sort of boy in that particular situation at that time with a mother who's just left her husband and is moving into uh, uh, you know her sort of childhood home and it just one of those things that and even the grandfather for that matter you know is is such a crabby guy in the beginning and uh, you think that there are going to be some massive showdowns between the grandfather and the daughter uh, 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 and basically his mother and and there are some such touching scenes where the grandfather decides to be his father during father's day in school and 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 you know like really sort of every character having their moment of course as you said it would have been nice to know a little more about these family members like even uncle charlie i found myself making up stories 
uh, their own backstories when I was watching the film. Like there's so such little said about Uncle Charlie that I feel that it might have worked for the film because of course we know that you know he's never been married, truly married. He's been dating. He's had drinking problems. He's been a failed writer himself, and he's trying to sort of live his dream. So uh, through his nephew, which is where you know the Agassi sort of. a uh, uh, book makes sense so much because the, it was that was about like a crazy father trying to live, you know trying to sort of redeem his, himself through his son and uh, in a very gentle gentle way this was about an uncle do the same but it was the best case best case scenario uh, in that sense so i can totally imagine agassi sort of having read that and uh, seen the uncle charlie character as maybe someone he wished his father was and then uh, um, you know asking the author to sort of help him with his own life story which as you said open is really one of the very few biopics uh, uh, one of the very few sports biographies i've read and uh, and i'm you know very happy to know that it's really stuck in my mind so and the fact that this is the writer behind it uh, and this is the writer behind adapting someone else's life is is pretty meta and that to an athlete who's so, so celebrated and his own life sort of appearing uh, in george clooney's hands here is is you know i i felt like that was the perfect combination so yeah i mean tenderbar is that kind of film which i might find myself revisiting from time to time because it's that kind of breezy nice uh, uh, and at the same time very deceptively profound film about writing about childhood about growing up and and it has a bit of everything right and and that's what makes it such a good film and i, I even i would i i ended up reading so much about the author after that that you know it felt like we knew the these characters personally after a while so it, it is uh, I'm, so i'm glad we also got to discuss the film because you know it, it it's the kind of film that we it may seem slight in a very uh, in a very weird way because of the uh, way because of the way certain films look because of the way certain biographies tend to look uh, and this may have just escaped a lot of sort of radars uh, you know in the last month or so so you know it, it's it's nice that both of us liked it and uh, got to speak about it uh, do you have anything else to add about the film we can move on to the next one then that we're going to discuss today yeah just one lame joke which is that you know i wish yuvraj singh would have read uh, the tender bar <laughs> he may have not turned to sharda ugra for his own uh, stuff but would have just asked um, uh, moringer to sort of like uh, write his this thing because there is such striking similarities between yuvraj singh's childhood and andre gassi's childhood and it's it's, it's, uh, it's just some of those things that yeah that's it that's it one only one lame joke yeah no no it's not even a lame joke it's actually depressingly true Uh, yeah. but yeah uh, next uh, next film we are going to discuss today and uh, we apologize for this in advance that you know a lot of people may not have watched it because it just premiered at the sundance film festival yeah. and it won in prize at sundance it won the world cinema documentary prize which is first indian film ever to do so it was also the only indian film playing at sundance this year all of us at least the critics uh, managed to review this film uh, it's called all that breeds by shonak sen uh, it's a beautiful uh documentary tanul i'll let you take uh, the the sort of introduction of the film before we get into it sure 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 so i mean uh, just uh, 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 a note in advance uh, whoever is listening it's uh, as i also said the film is not out and all of that and like 
honestly it's <laughs> i think both of us have a uh, feeling a bit uncomfortable uh, discussing this because we always discuss the films after obviously they've released and in fact a few days later when everybody like uh, who were at least listening to the podcast 80 to 90% of them have already watched the film and you know so that it doesn't feel like that oh we are sort of setting an agenda but sort of just discussing a film where one can obviously agree or disagree or like you know stuff like that here unfortunately that is not uh, the option but it's it's just a film of such such incredible power that we are compelled to discuss it and all of that and and obviously the so so we'll try very hard to uh, uh, to not spoil anything although it's very weird i don't know how you can spoil a film like this but we'll be very mindful of this and you know so it's 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 a uh, it's just something i mean at at the outset of this we can obviously say that uh, uh it's a film that we highly recommend and all of that but uh, but yeah i mean so all of that context aside uh, let me dive into the film so this is a documentary it's a it's a narrative documentary that's important to know because there are no like say talking heads or no expert opinions it's essentially it feels like quote unquote a fictional film uh, and uh, and and fictional feature and that's that's the form the second thing is what the documentary is about right so it's essentially it's centered on on three muslim men living young muslim men uh, youngish uh, living in an east delhi locality and uh, it's uh, it's about two brothers uh, one is nadim the other is mohammed saud uh, and they are very uh, much younger employee salik rehman and what these people they essentially do so uh, i mean nadim and saud they have a their day business is, is essentially a family enterprise it's it's, it's it manufactures and sells a uh, 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 soap dis- liquid soap dispensers but their heart their soul their entire sense of being lies in something else uh which is essentially what uh, what these brothers and select they do is they uh, they rescue and rehabilitate migratory kites now uh, kites have been dropping from the uh, from the air for, for for quite some time because of delhi's toxic air pollution and also because i mean things such as uh, a kite flying and all of that uh, they get entangled in 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 manja essentially which is a sharp sort of a cotton thread which has shards of glasses and stuff like that so so that also uh, poses a, a threat to their lives but also i mean uh, the ubiquity of 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 delhi's air definitely plays a part now it's a it's a very sort of a they've been doing this for a very very long time and it's not just something that they like uh, that they're passionate about obviously yes but uh, it, there is a lot going behind and it's not a spoiler you'll, you'll actually find out on the 14th or the 15th minute wherein essentially i i think it's nadeem's voice in the uh, uh, nadeem's voice over sorry in the movie where he says that Uh, and i think this line says everything about the film and, and these brothers that ki chilo ko ghost khilane se sawab milta hai sawab is a religious reward so so it it has its roots in uh, uh, in uh, their mother's love for these animals uh, in them connecting to uh, the animal being or the wildlife itself from hearing ch- uh, fables religious fables from her mother in their childhood and all of that and so so, so you know it almost feels like a spiritual duty uh, and uh, and so these brothers the, the, these brothers have been doing it for like almost two decades now and all of that and and, and they spend an inordinate amount of time dedicating their lives to it and and, and the movie actually details their their dedication passion and all of that in in, in a lot of painstaking uh, detail and uh, this is again not a spoiler because this comes in around the 27th minute mark of the film and uh, which is if when you have all the context right whatever that i told you about the film 
and the backdrop of this is playing uh, that that the news breaks out that the narendra modi government has introduced uh, and uh, sorry uh, the uh, the canrc has passed and it is it will be going to uh, be enacted soon and all of that and what that also plays a part or how that plays a part uh, is also important because as i mentioned at the start that these brothers are muslims and they live in east delhi so i don't need to tell you much uh, anything further beyond that trust me this is not these are not spoilers at all i i i care for these things very very much myself so uh, this was the thing and uh, i'll i'll uh, uh, go to rahul now but we'll we'll uh, uh, all the time during the discussion we'll make sure uh, it'll be difficult but we'll make sure to not spoil anything for you guys but also just talk about the film in general terms and all that i don't know how how we will manage that but uh, let's just see if not whatever yeah, yeah that's a, that's the challenge of course and especially when it's such a powerful such a beautiful documentary i mean yeah. uh, first of all like a documentary uh short entirely almost like a fictional film uh, with so much care you know with so much uh, composition the cinematography is so studied so careful uh, the the occupation of spaces in the film the spatial geography of you know of the film it's unlike anything we i've seen before at least in a document in a non fiction feature for a very long time and it it did Uh, it did at some point level intersect uh, for me with ebaleu which was a fictional film shot as a documentary and this is the opposite so it, it's and it's sort of both of them more or less are conveying the same uh, message in very different ways and and you know are in a sense about uh, you know ecological disaster and at the same time cultural disaster so it 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 was one of those uh, very subtly layered Uh, a very uh, you know profoundly crafted films and you know i, I mean while i i, I don't know uh, uh, what it was about the film itself but i i found myself thinking time and again that the story alone of the two muslim brothers in this locality sort of uh, rehabilitating kites out of all the creatures and and you know uh, just sort of being a sliver of light in this very doomed uh, delhi landscape you know i'm ecologically speaking uh to um i thought that would you know the, there was so much sort of temptation to make this into this very feel good nice film because on its own their story has been covered by so many foreign publications too they they the the two brothers the kite brothers as they are called they've been covered by publications across the globe and it's very it's in a very uplifting way the tonally it's it's sort of one of those things see that these people like these two exist Uh, uh you know humanity there is still hope for humanity all the articles have the same tone if you actually read them so i love the fact that the film goes so much deeper than that it may have been happenstance the timing uh, sort of coinciding with the anti ca protest uh, with the delhi riots uh, with, with so many uh, the fact that you know sonak sen actually chose to spend so much time with the brothers and go d- into deeper into a story that already existed that everyone knew and give it some visual language give it a visual identity um, I-, i thought that was phenomenal and and you know the just the, the sheer craft at hand uh, to convey such um, such you know f- sort of comparisons you would never really imagine an indian documentary making in 2020 or 21 um, uh, without really spelling it out without really saying it of course as tanul said all he needed to do was really uh, describe the premise describe the subjects to you and you will join the dots after that and it's the dots that make this documentary and and i, I just uh, and it is of course it helps that you know i've i've never seen delhi shot 
uh, in a way it's been shot and you can sense the filmmakers that have been waiting so long for certain shots to film certain scenes uh, to understand the spaces that they are in uh, to sort of be in the space of the brothers which is a very cramped space they work in a basement their family lives upstairs uh, and they um, and you know it's east delhi it's a very it's the it's the kind of locality where on one side a, a wall separates a township from a garbage dump and the garbage dump is shot like a fairy tale while the township is shot like uh, shot like a garbage dump, which which i thought there is so much thought in the filmmaking that you rarely uh, ever find yourself getting frustrated with the fact that okay there are too many messages being uh, going on here too many intersections going on here too many metaphors going on here it's never the case because you know the document is at once inclusive and very very uh, exclusive to a certain sort of uh, gaze of uh, of the india we are in right now and uh, you know I, I haven't obviously seen a lot of uh, you know shonak sense filmmaking uh, i did catch his documentary back at mami in 2015 or 16 about uh, the homeless shelters in delhi uh, uh, and you know it, it was one that was of course it's not available to watch anywhere but uh, it, it was one that stayed with me again because of the way he shot delhi because of the way uh, because of the stories he chose to uh, you know he chooses to tell um, in a way that you know he lets the true story emerge out of most of these uh, subjects that he chooses and i thought all that breathes is is one of the ve- um, classic examples of uh, you know non fiction filmmaking where, uh, where where a lot of the craft sort of um, takes the viewer into a certain world uh, only to sort of hit them with very uncomfortable truths and um, yeah i mean i i actually had a difficult time writing about the film too because there were so many things you wanted to say but at the same time you know you can't really tease every truth out of uh, out of the film every strength out of the film such beautiful moments in the film between the two brothers uh, uh, between uh, you know the helper to uh, some very haunting scenes um, I, I, the way the animals are shot in delhi um, there are so many things you want to talk about but at the same time you know you have to preserve the sort of you know dignity of not just the film that at hand not that the documentary at hand but the people who will discover it on their own when they, because everyone's going to take back different things from the film and it and w- what you take back also defines who you are it's that kind of document absolutely and you know i mean uh, two things very quickly first uh, the ibale uh, 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 analogy very interesting i i, I had not thought about it but uh, it makes a lot of sense it's almost i mean it, uh, those two films are about like a certain kind of existence almost being imperiled um, i mean definitely being imperiled almost being etched out uh, out of like uh, a consciousness in a popular consciousness in a sense and and, and what's uh, what's also i mean if i'm not wrong i think both of them also share a, obviously a, 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 this movie has three cinematographers all that breeds uh, but one of them i think worked on a, a shot ibalu as well somenand sahi uh, and it just ibalu cinematography is also gorgeous it, it's just, and and not just gorgeous like stand, stand alone in a stand alone so I mean, it just makes sense uh, so is true for all that breeds I mean, all that breeds is even better if it all have to compare it's it's, it's it's unlike i mean it's very cliche to say that it's unlike anything uh, you've seen obviously there have been so many movies uh, made so that's a weird kind of a, a thing almost dishonest but uh, what i mean is that is it's just so fascinating it's just so motivated and it's just it makes sense and on top of it it is just fucking beautiful and mind you as as, as rahul very rightly said that like there is almost this this 
uh, uh, this bizarre sort of like parallels where like you know dystopia is is almost short like dream like and 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 what is uh, what what is real world is is just short like you know in a sense that uh, that you'll get the chills uh, almost so so yeah uh, that's the, that's that the second thing which is just uh, it's a it is of no interest to anybody but if i have the chance why will i not talk about it so the second thing but uh, you also touched on it and it's it's impossible to not not think about it and all of that uh, but i do have some sort of a stake here so i'll i'll i'm just compelled to talk about it so obviously the form of the film i think it's just i'm a huge fan obviously of documentaries uh, that allow people to tell their own stories without i mean and, and and not just people but also their surroundings also i mean not just what they say but also what they don't say i mean whatever whatever stuff that happens in movies uh, you you can sort of like uh, craft in documentary as well documentaries as well and it it uh, shanak sir just such a beautiful job and i think something that is so difficult and something i have such a personal stake in because i mean i do like reporting and i do like you know whatever or or perhaps like sometime i would like to write a book or on or, or whatever on this kind of like you know on whatever whatever subject that that, that there is so and i've often seen and it's become an obsession of mine that like uh, especially in books and all of that books of narrative non fiction and all of that uh, which is essentially narrative documentary film making but in a, in a written form so it is uh, and, and it's a very personal take of mine that i when i'm reading books and all of that i often see that uh, uh, people say i am profiling you rahul right like say i'm writing a book on you or or, or whatever i can there two ways to essentially go about it one is just that you know i start talking like an i that uh, i met rahul whatever and 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 this is when i thought this was a story that needed to be told and all of that and everything is filtered through quote and quote an i i spoke to rahul then rahul said something whatever and you know i obviously quote your you your life and all of that but there is always mm-hmm. like the sense that a reader is reading a book uh, through the eyes of a journalist and that's fine i mean great great books have been written and that's not a problem uh, in itself but uh, i when i read i mean behind the beautiful forevers by catherine boo or like other journalists that i really admire say gate ali so bunch of other people they completely remove the eye so they will spend so much time with a character like and so much time mm-hmm. by so much time i really mean so much time how much time years you know just mm. just like you, you know so so is that is the kind of book that in which i just will not be present it would be like a, 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 a one kind of a scene would be uh, rahul is slumped on his uh, on his desk uh, downing his fourth whiskey shot uh, it is a very <laughs> typical evening for him you know whatever and those kind of things it it's it's it's, it's immediately better and not just at a narrative not just at an aesthetic level but also at a, at, at like a, at, at, at a more purer level because then there is no i then there is no tanul then there is no like you know uh, i asked him this or he told me this it's just rahul because that's what the story is rahul is the story he's the character he's the person he is his world his views what how he engages with it and all of that that is the story what tanul does what he like whatever sure i'm not just counting that like a journalist presence is very intrusive all the time sometimes it is also very much required at times but uh, but uh, personally i very much tend to gravitate towards that style that said though i mean obviously i've never been on a set of a documentary or like whatever so i i can't say about the film medium but uh, obviously mm. in the uh, the whole i think is easier much 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 easier to pull off say uh, because 
I mean, you are there and and you just recorded like stuff because you are seeing things firsthand and all of that. This whole thing of removing the eye and just concentrating, say, on Rahul in this case or 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 any other person on on whom the book is written, that becomes very tough because let's say I'm writing a story of your childhood, right? Like let's say I'm writing a book on you, like whatever how you progressed in life and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Now I'm now I have to write a now and I've removed eye. so i can't be like you know that you are reflecting back on your childhood and you are looking sad and all of that or whatever it is and i'm documenting that sure that is also an important part of the book but uh, but i think what's more what's more impactful is that when i just say that and this is obviously something i've made up that like you know that say rahul's parents have had like such a huge fight he's 8 years old he's carrying a blanket mm-hmm. <coughs> and uh, and like you know he he goes to one of his uh, uh, like either his mom's or dad's room and all of that now to write that without like using i and all of that it involves insane amount of questions because you're recreating a scene you are like you know you're you're constantly asking that you know uh, 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 what time of the day was it do you remember what you were wearing do you remember what your parents said you like bunch of things and uh, yeah. but the, the 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 ultimate impact is so powerful because you are in the head of the guy you are whatever now obviously in a, in a filmic sense you you can't recreate a scene like that obviously although some documentaries do that as, as well but like if you uh, then in that case you what you are essentially doing is uh, you're documenting things in the present but there is no you there is no interviewee there is no whatever and that again has its own challenges and it involves so much as you very, very rightly said that it involves so much spending of time uh, uh, spending a lot of time with the characters because a and i think this was very evident in all that breeds is that these people are not conscious of the camera they are very chill in front of the camera now i don't know obviously how that was achieved but that is very essential because you just cannot have i think there's just one scene where this one uh, the father i think <laughs> looks at the camera and we weird it's obviously understandable but other than that these people are just there and it is very very it, i don't know how much time it would have required maybe uh, or may not have required a lot of time but it just to just capture a moment you know as i think andre bazin said that the presence of an observer changes the surrounding us oh, fuck i'm so bad at these things whatever like you know the presence of a camera changes uh, uh, the reality or alters it in certain way but uh, so obviously that is there but like uh, a good filmmaker really tries to minimize that so that's one second is when And, and the challenges don't end up there and, and end there. And I'm sure Shanak and many, many, many great documentary filmmakers can talk about it at length. Uh, and many authors can talk about it in 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 a narrative nonfiction space. That like you know when you have to propel a story forward, and when you can't like when you are not uh, when talking heads are not present or experts are not present or the journalist or the filmmaker or the writer if they are not present, they are also agents to propel the story forward. when all of these things are not present the segues are not easy at all sure one can uh, like try to deploy like some very clever editing and all of that but even then like to have the whole thing like a seamless cohesive flow and even in this because there are certain things that you want the viewer to know now there are also chances where you are just documenting somebody's life and all of that and you think you have enough but you don't have some of the critical insights 
that uh, uh, that they uh, want and you can't get an expert to talk about it because it, that, that, that's just from the style of the film so it has to come from the character now how but uh, if the, the character spoke and uh, like whatever you recorded shit tons of material but uh, none of that is there but you want that in the film because that is also their life but uh, that is just not has not been uh, captured how do you do that I, and i think in this film in in, in certain cases uh, sure there could be like a scene or two or whatever organically that happens which encapsulates which is both narrative and thematic simultaneously but there are times when that doesn't happen in this film in fact like you know there are two or three instances where he says something very critical uh spoiler alert it's not a spoiler but like just uh, like mute it uh, mute me for the next one minute if at all you think so so there is one scene where he says that like you know uh, i think nadeem talks about like uh, uh, going to the us or like whatever he is trapped here he wants to mm. see a different world i've dedicated my entire life he's essentially i think speaking to just shona because like you know he's, he's talking to the camera and then there is another scene i think whether i think it's the voice over or whatever again voice over is a very clever technique here because there are so many mm. things that they just talk about which obviously did not emerge through scenes because these are stuff of childhood and all of that so i think uh, whether the kites are skewing me and all of that whatever that comes i think there's just one more i think perhaps snatch of dialogue which is directed at the camera but it just does not feel like that because just just it's just so much of skill that's that's there and i think these things uh, and so i mean uh, i have always like kept track of the careers of people who make these kinds of documentaries in india like you know so i can uh, say uh, whether it's nisha pahuja or whether it's fahad mustafa and deepika kakkar whether it's obviously shonak sen although i i i really rue the fact that i missed watching his last film at mami but uh, but i kind of knew that what the film was about talking to you and other and watching the trailer myself and a bunch of other documentary filmmakers in india that like because i get that that rigor is just uh, just going that extra mile to tell a story and which is almost in in a sense a statement about uh, what the medium is itself like but documentary filmmaking for whatever reasons has just been so bizarrely maligned as you know something that is uh, boring something that is instructional something that is just educational even non fiction books for that matter that are in non fiction books say you will find gyan or you will find knowledge or whatever but narrative pleasures thematic pleasures or exploring the human condition can only come from the novel which are all obviously like nonsense because uh, these are separate mediums but that, that doesn't mean you can not take from one medium like you can't take a novelistic or uh, a, a fictional uh, filmmaking techniques to incorporate in the documentary film medium or the fact that you can uh, 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 not do vice versa as you very correctly said about ibale who right that uh, and, and uh, how a lot of people say that this fictional feature was shot in a documentary style and all of that right so i it's uh, and it's i just love the fact that it won the best documentary at sundance because sundance has the best documentaries ever yeah sundance documentary yeah. is there something that i check every year i don't know how i missed it this year like i just caught up i suppose this year i couldn't check the sundance lineup so i don't even think i knew about the shonak's movie had made it and all of that or perhaps i did i don't remember but uh, but it's just so beautiful i think for me the grand jury world cinema dramatic documentary prize in sundance is just phenomenal i mean it is i hope people understand that the, it's not just that sundance oh it's one of the big four and all that sure it is but film festivals i mean sorry uh, sure it is but you have to really understand the import of this award because uh, i have 
seen admired films that have emblazoned uh, in my consciousness uh, in my conscience uh, which have not won anything at sundance but just went to sundance because the quality is that good uh, of documentary filmmaking uh, uh, at at sundance and and you will find a lot of documentaries that are like this which are, which just don't like tell a message or try to understand the contemporary society people and all of that but man some of the filmmaking techniques that are out there it is just i think phenomenal sorry there was such a big speech but like well i no yeah, no you that was beautifully put as i i in fact learned a lot when you were on your monologue about uh, <laughs> about that <laughs> about uh, the narrative and about the way sort of the camera was invisible and visible at once and i i thought it was really well put and especially yeah. given oh. that you are writing a book you deal with these techniques from day to day now and of course the whole i versus uh, you know presenting it as a sort of story is something i'm sure a lot of writers uh, you know face at some point like what tone they have to choose and Uh, often one tone is sort of you know put down in favor of the other but you're very right about the fact that this uh, a, a, a documentary like this uh, all that breeds that the fact that it did um shonak basically was sort of present uh, and sort of spent so much time that you know the cameras were more or less uh, a fly on the wall part of that household and it, i can't even imagine how much time they must have spent together couple of years at least and just for the sort of uh that's what i i felt right at some point they stopped the camera stopped following the brothers and they started revealing them and for me that was yeah. a very rare thing to do within an indian context because uh, uh, the brothers were not conscious of the cameras at all neither were their spaces the family was used to it too uh, the way they were working on the kites the way they were going about their business and having discussions about the protest casually at home making jokes about it you know you only yeah. get into this kind of space and so many people don't understand how um, how much how preparation uh, is a part of documentary filmmaking too like you know you uh, you know doing the leg work doing the ground work for two or three years uh, making them trust you uh, you trusting them uh, i mean i can't even imagine shonak trusting them to give such a lyrical voice over you know their voices uh, sods voice or whoever's voiceover it is yeah. insane it, i felt like yeah. it was being read and he was critiquing the film and leaving us with no job to do you know it was <laughs> one of those it was some such beautiful lines and i was like okay even if he has decided what to say beforehand there is so much truth to it you know there is so much yeah, he is yeah. talking shonak he is talking to the viewers he is telling us what they believe in uh, what they consider kites to be uh at the same time he, he you know there's this one talking head sort of towards the end where he speaks to the camera uh, so it speaks to the camera and said you know this is uh, uh, this entire um, delhi rioting it's reduced uh, everything to hygienic slurs and that's when yeah. so much of it uh, really uh, you know it it really comes to light for the viewer because you have been watching animals being shot in a certain way throughout the film animals in delhi a certain ecosystem Uh, being shot within the urban jungle and i thought that was it's mean shonak has been writing um, sort of asking all the right questions and he has been nudging the documentary to, into a certain direction without telling his subjects what to say or what to do and i think that's such a massive art form you know and and yeah of course you know coming to the sundance thing you're very right that there are the best documentaries in the world on this planet in that film festival year after year and 
um, people need to realize the magnitude of this winning the grand jury prize is basically the best documentary on earth at this moment wins it mostly it's it's the world cup of documentaries it took so to yeah. say and i watched a lot of documentaries at sundance and i make it a point every year that i've been covering it to watch more documentaries than fictional features because you know yeah. the features are going to make it to the platforms you know we are going to watch it at some point but the documentaries are personal to you you know when you watch it at sundance nobody else is watching it you are in the moment you are discovering um, you are discovering stuff that nobody else will discover at that point in time and for me even this year was such a strong documentary lineup i ended up writing about a lot of documentaries and i'm very glad that i uh, of course that so many people um, sort of we, we all reviewed all that breeds at once because of course it's a indian film so we have to review it uh, you know quote and quote duty but uh, but you know at, at the same time it did not feel uh, like we were writing about it only because it was indian it was a world class film it was in international competition it felt like an international film and it was very nice to see a lot of foreign publications also catching on to the lot of things that we thought only we would catch on to being in, mm. in india in 2021 2022 the ca protests the uh, so many other things the political undertones um, you know the the religious undertones i, I just thought it was uh, that kind of documentary that may have seemed inaccessible while we were watching it but it is surprisingly accessible it is surprisingly open Uh, to the eyes that you know sort of uh, really take them in and um, and yeah as you said you know it's it's perfectly um, it's sort of poetic that it won the top prize and it is going to gather steam for the rest of the year i really hope others get to watch it because writing with fire as we know last year it won the audience prize at sundance which is again a very good prize to win there uh indian documentaries have been doing so well pile kapadia's documentary one at cannes too and all of them more or less have one thing in common they are uh a uh, sort of brave outspoken documentaries in their own way they are anti establishment in a way they are questioning the india we live in today they're questioning the government in their own way but the problem is the filmmakers also are nervous about showing their films in india which you know at some level can be understood but another level is very ironic because their documentaries are doing uh are a certain way and and you know it goes against everything they stand for so a lot of foreigners are getting to watch these documentaries more than people in the own country and i do hope shonex and documentary manages to find a platform within the next year or so because otherwise a lot of these documentaries will just get lost in you know these archival sort of in in sort of the tides of time because uh, i i don't know when we will get to watch writing with fire of course people like us can watch it because it's our job but what about people who actually need to watch it what about the citizen what about people who are actually invested in the day to day functioning of india on a daily basis they need to watch these documentaries they are important documents of history of the times we live in and uh, i feel like all that beads writing with fire um, so many other documentaries uh, hopefully you know they do not they aren't turned away from the land that they were made in and and it will i mean if if you see our history uh, we do have the history of sort of you know obviously silencing free speech and and sort of uh, censoring anything that basically can be Uh, uh, uh inflammatory towards the government so i i just hope for the better of everyone that we get to see this documentary on the best possible screen uh, very soon absolutely man you hit the nail on the fucking head that's that's just like agree obviously with every word of it and 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 obviously not just for the heck of it agree very very wholeheartedly you know it's uh, it's glad that this point has come up because i think it would have come up 
so like i'll like just for the benefit of our audiences uh, sorry listeners i'll 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 just clarify something so that uh, you will perhaps understand this debate in, in much more detail so i mean as you like a lot of you must be aware rahul has been covering sundance like i think properly like as as part of the 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 the, the, the journalist delegation or whatever right like uh, uh, he's been doing it for a few years i haven't done it uh, but uh, but this time when uh, <clears throat> when i figured out that like you know that shanak uh, shanak's uh, documentary was there and all that and the fact that actually like well very honest i uh, i think rahul and they actually wrote it uh, before it had won the prize i had uh, i uh, i wrote it after <laughs> it had won the prize but but uh, so so whatever but like so i essentially what i did was that i did not have the same privilege as rahul that like you know sundance people would have given me some sort of a login access or whatever that you do while you cover film festivals uh, remotely so in that case i just wrote to him and uh, and he was very very uh, 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 like very open because i wasn't sure that because my previous experiences uh without naming names and without being bitter actually i'll be very honest has not been decent yeah. in the sense that uh, you write to filmmakers and uh, and it's not that they're rude or anything it's it's just that uh, it is their reluctance to show the film for, for whatever reasons it is some of it around uh, uh, spoke about it and it's not really difficult to understand that they think that get in trouble and all of that honestly i don't think too much about it i'll be very honest also i mean i'm i'm not an invested party here so it it, it could also come out as a precious comment or like you know uh, although that's not the intention uh, so i mean but but because i mean you are making films for these people and by these people i mean us for an indian audience it is an it is a documentary about obviously one can talk about like say human condition films are films and like you know whatever i get that but like i think it is just so important when uh, a, a film is essentially say made about say a certain kind of dissent if the film is made about like some kind of like a, a marginalized voices some kind of pushback and all of that to to a very dominant narrative to 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 the status quo and all of that and if like the journalists of their own country uh, you know they are not allowed to uh, if they can't watch it if they can't write on it and thereby like restricting whatever the scope of the documentary even further and not just like a month or two or three months like almost a year uh, and uh, i hardly think that that is uh, uh, going to change anytime soon whatever is the reservations of the filmmakers i absolutely have a lot of empathy for them and you know, all of that i i completely understand it takes a lot to make a film and especially a certain kind of a documentary not an fictional feature uh, in a country like india these days but that said though i think the example of all that breeds is just so pertinent here because this is a film that is in no means not quote and quote controversial it is very yeah. much controversial in a sense not just controversial i'll tell you this not a spoiler again like you know i while i was watching the film like towards a two third like uh, two thirds or like whatever uh, i actually started to fear for these three people safety that like you know what if uh, their uh, like you know because they, their faces are there in the documentary their family is there it's not as if they the they are raising some firebrand slogans and all of that but they are saying things uh, that really matter that uh, you know and they are saying things because it literally affects them and we know what a certain kind of identity uh, if that person speaks out i mean umar khalid is in jail i don't even need to say anything right like and uh, and and so you know the fact that the movie talks about all these things the and uh, the movie talks about all these things through these people itself themselves right 
I don't think that this is a very kosher sort of a very like quote unquote a safe first world documentary. It is a very much uh, a, a film that is talking about like very grim realities of of our country through these three people who are very not just brave. I mean, brave almost sounds like patronizing in these times, but just such committed, passionate individuals who also feel very strongly about certain things in our country because why? Why will they not? It's actually it imperils their it's, it's existential crisis for them, you know. So, uh, so I mean, if I don't know if, uh, if if Sean could have like given journalists like me sort of like access, uh, which which is quite common. I'm sure uh, listeners would know that you know like we sometimes write to uh, directors or whatever you know, of different mm-hmm. nationalities. In fact, like whose films are not accessible in India for whatever reasons. Uh, but many times they are okay to sort of you know so this is a, pra- a pretty standard practice but uh, uh, contextualizing in like the the recent landscape of not just docu- Indian documentary filmmaking but also uh, the recent political climate of India I kind of feel it's particularly unfortunate that uh, that the filmmaker uh, that the critics can't write about it and the critics can't write about it Indian critics can't write about it that's very important Again, as Rahul said that, like, you know, he read, uh, this was something that at the back of my mind, I do it one of these days, that he's perhaps read a, a lot of reviews and all of that uh, from foreign uh, film critics and and that they got the film. And obviously, I mean, literally 45 minutes ago, we were talking about the tender verb. So obviously, I'm not constructing a film to an audience and all of that. But I do also feel that it is very important for Indian audiences to read about certain films uh, from Indian critics as well, that like, you know, what is their, like, uh, what uh, did they find and all of that, because it matters. I'm sure, like, I would love to read a review by somebody who, I don't know, grew up in Long Island, uh, 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 writing about, say, the tender bar. I'm not saying that, like, you know, personal experiences are are, are also, uh, uh, are the only thing, obviously, but when it is so pertinent, when it is so, like, whatever, to just not give somebody that chance feels a little strange, even though I maintain that I mean, uh, I understand their, perhaps I, uh, that I understand their motivations and all of that. But turning away is also not an option because, I mean, it's if yeah. that weighs so heavily on you, uh, if that at all is the reason, perhaps there could be like many other reasons which we have no idea about and we could be absolutely con- uh, conjecturing right now. But if that is the reason then I, it doesn't cut much water with me because a documentary filmmaking uh, films, uh, documentaries, sorry, uh, anyway, don't find enough commercial purchase with mainstream audiences. That's a given. Uh, so, I mean, it, the chances are very slim that, you know, there have been exceptions in the past that uh, Nisha Pauja's documentary being released for, I think, a week or so. Nisha Jain's Golabi being released, theatrically released, I mean, uh, for a few weeks and all of that. And, and those are great examples, obviously, very heartening, encouraging examples. But we know that that's not the norm. And I'm pretty sure India is not the only country. I mean, there is a reluctance to watch documentaries in theatres, like paying public and stuff like that. But, I mean, it's also important that... Um, people understand that certain kinds of films exist because if, if if reviews are published in mainstream media outlets, which are not just film magazines, but also like, you know, just normal, which also cover whatever, the chances are high that somebody who doesn't track, because not everybody like, you know, uh, 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 is clued into the film scene so much, but that doesn't mean that, you know, so they may, may not be reading reviews on say Washington Post or whatever of, of a certain kind of Indian documentary, which hasn't released here, but like whatever. 
but if an indian publication can carry uh, carries a review and all of that the chances are very high that somebody who's who's very politically aware who has certain kind of taste and like whatever the cinema life and all of that certain kind of politics they would be intrigued and they should be intrigued and they should know about it it's 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 so sad that there are many many i mean like whatever it's the i'll i'll just finish it by saying a, a line from sadesh which is essentially apne ghar ka diya giving light to neighbor's house so it's, it's <laughs> it feels a bit like that i don't want to sound condescending absolutely not i'm also getting old so i mean don't fight with me about this on twitter but but these are my these are my views no yeah absolutely and you know and you know small mercies in the sense that at least everyone who reached out to shonak sen or the pr yeah. were at least given to watch and allowed to review because nowadays even that's a big deal because with writing with fire last year even the journalists covering sundance indian few indian journalists covering sundance were asked not to request it not to write about the film in their publications because they were they felt like they were in trouble so and it was also on the back of tandav releasing on amazon prime and with the yeah. whole up uh, sort of elections around so it it was like i mean the fact that that happened last year this is still an improvement you know and uh, and of course yeah. there are still documentary makers who are very wary of indian journalists and still refuse to give us screeners to write about to in when they should but shonak uh, at least this documentary in uh, was sort of given to anyone who asked for it even though it wasn't yeah. actively sent to all indian journalists i i felt like that was i still felt like that was a little more encouraging and we were we we could write about it the way we wanted to there were no restrictions thankfully it's amazing that in 2022 we have to say things like this and be thankful for it but it is what it is right now and uh, and you know and th- that's the difference with a documentary like this i guess uh, and it's only fair that it wins the top prize like that and because it then gets more uh publicity and it gets more mileage in popular uh, culture as well and through the year it's going to be known as the grand jury winning prize uh, documentary at sundance so there is no escaping the fact that the film is about something there's no escaping that something either because the whole world will know about it within the next 12 months uh, the you know it it do not be surprised if it's nominated for an oscar by this time next year so it's it's one of those documentaries that will maybe open the doors to more documentaries Uh, at least indian documentaries being written about in india itself uh, that said you know i mean we'll know till the next big fe- film festival comes around and another documentary closes its doors on us who knows um but yeah sure uh, tanul anything else uh, i think yeah just was... one question very interesting i i mean it just so happened that we've never had a considered chat even in person about this but i i did not know that you know uh, 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 the critics or at least you uh, uh were sort of requested by the filmmakers of uh, writing with fire to sort of not but uh, to not review it and all of that but i remember you reviewed it right or did you not not we i watched it uh and uh, um, i think uh, those who had access watched it last year but uh, we were asked immediately by email not to write about it and they of course the filmmakers were fairly self aware about it noticing the irony of it all but they just requested us and it was in our hand in the end but you know in, in you know it is what it is i think no no indian journalist ended up writing about it only foreign journalists uh, reviewed the film that's very interesting i somehow thought that you know uh, you had reviewed that's what happens dude when you write 15 reviews a day i know i i, I sent 10 <laughs> reviews a day Now, i thought you had reviewed uh, 
this thing and not just you perhaps i thought that uh, i don't know if there was any other indian journalist covering sundance i, I don't know follow me did whatever but i just somehow mm-hmm. thought that people who saw the festival uh, 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 did watch it uh, sorry did write on it obviously i got in touch with him after uh, the whole uh, uh, sundance uh, uh, screening and all of that and uh, one of the filmmakers and he essentially kind of not uh, like had a similar reason i obviously understood at that point of time all that it uh, uh, i i did hope that you know uh, one would be able to watch it uh, at least and write on it perhaps a few months down the line but uh, that hasn't happened uh, happened and obviously there is other documentary as well so yeah i mean it's uh, uh, but i but yeah i mean this uh, i didn't know this the whole sundance thing that it got email and everything but uh, yeah i mean such is the state of things but i mean it's just great that uh, shanak did this and uh, i mean yeah you've got to like it's uh, it, it 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 it's tough obviously but one has to take certain kinds of risk at times if one can yeah. i mean i'm just well happy that shanak did that's all yeah i mean you're already making a risky documentary per se so you know any mm. risk down the line is a bonus in that sense may as well go the whole hog then and now that it's gotten sort of global a validation um i see no reason to stop anywhere else so so yeah it's, it's a good deal uh, yeah but honestly it's it's not that difficult like if at all you're saying that like you know if uh, i mean this is again me coming as a non invested party but still I, i i am compelled to make this point is that you know it's not as if by preventing uh, uh, journalists or critics and all of that uh, from covering the film in india is going to keep the characters unequivocally safe you know if somebody see the, the fact that the film went, went to sundance is a big deal in itself the fact that all the foreign uh, journalists i mean there was a huge piece in washington post about it so if at all one has to you know uh, uh, think that oh by preventing uh, journalists uh, from in india uh, 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 to write on the film uh, the the film or the characters or you know whatever if they can be safe then perhaps that's not true because i mean if at all somebody wants to squash the film or wants to create a ruckus around the film and all of that all they have to do is just read some of the pieces that are published online they are all available to be read online in that people would have not just mentioned what the documentary is about like whatever even snatches of dialogue but even things such as the names of the characters the name of that village the name of like that organization and things like that it's not it's not that tough to like and now with the whole oscar splash and all of that people i, I would be highly surprised that you know so what really gets me is that they should not just be more consistent that uh, we will not allow anybody to write on the film like including foreign uh, foreign journalists uh, or critics because i don't think uh, that you know just forbidding indian journalist uh, critics to write on the film they can somehow be safe if at all like uh, uh, they wanted to conceal their documentary or whatever they have like they have not been able to do because obviously you you, you went to sundance and 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 your your uh, this thing was covered very favorably not just in american press i'm sure other people uh, uh, critics from other nationalities would have also written on the film given that sundance is such a huge festival so it's not as if uh, the documentary is a secret it's not and if somebody wants to take some action and we all know that in india you don't even need to watch the damn thing to like you know yeah. take any kind of action against uh, whatever 
sure mm. i mean allowing indian journalists perhaps to just blown it up a little more i don't think it's less blown up like people uh, if anybody really need, wants to find out they would and if they want to do something they still can because you know it's uh, but yeah i mean it's it's uh, it's just the lack of consistency that uh, just didn't square up with me so yeah 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 you're very right i mean that's uh, that's what it is but hopefully all that breeds uh, opened a few more doors as uh, even for journalists alike so um yeah, yeah so let's see how that goes and um, yeah thanks for joining me talking about tender bar and all that beige it's been a while and it was a very fruitful discussion hopefully a bunch of films releasing uh, this month uh, hindi films uh, geraiya this week um, um, even badai do and a lot of films coming up over the next month even the bansali film at the end of the month so we will hopefully do more part- podcasts in the future uh, after the film release after reviews have come out so do uh, tune in then and do write to us if you have any suggestions and uh, thakurtanul@gmail.com and rahul uh, no less@gmail.com um thanks for listening again and tanul thanks for joining me uh, we will be back soon be nice